And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, SeawallSkyWay.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. It's episode 138. It was supposed to come out last week. <laughs> Here we are, nearly a week later. You're getting a very special episode of me rushing through things so I can put this out. Uh, also, I missed news time for the first time in five or six years last week. I missed news time. Uh, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, which I urge you to do, over at YouTube.com slash comedy. You can see that I'm using, again, one camera setup. Uh, again, because this, I can hear some type of rattling. I think it's because of the microphone. All right. Uh, again, because it uh, this takes uh, time and energy to do. <laughs> and I only have one of those. <laughs> and it's not energy. <laughs> I've done the time. Hey, we're back. Uh, let's rush through this. Let's rush through whatever I have to say. Um, let's see. First thing is... The Hollywood Reporter. This comes from Rick Porter. Jack Ryan draws solid audience for season two, Nielsen says. So Jack Ryan is that show with, um, oh boy, what is a boy's name? Uh, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it without even looking at the internet. His name is, I can see it in my head. Uh, okay, I'm just going to look it up. This is embarrassing because I know him. Uh, personally, John Krasinski. <laughs> I don't know him personally. Jack Ryan's kind of like his baby. Took over the mantle from uh, the guy named, uh, what's his name? Tom Cruise. Amazon has a lot of faith in this show. As they should. It says, Amazon doesn't release its uh, ratings. But Nielsen, which added Amazon to its SVOD content rating says an average of 4.62 million people in the U.S. watched the eight-episode second season in the first seven days of its release, including its surprise debut on October 31st, a day of its previously had premiere date. Announced average of it drew as biggest audience of the eight episodes with an average of. Oh, obviously the season premiered to the biggest audience with an average of 7.9 million to 9 million viewers over seven days, about equal to the number of seven day viewers for the episodes of ABC's The Rookie, which got 7.4 million and CBS's SEAL Team, which got 7.26 million that aired during that week. Each subsequent episode of Jack Ryan drew a smaller crowd than the one before it with the finale clocking in at 2.85 million viewers over seven days. Now, that's, a, that's just over seven days. That's just a week. That's just a week of time. We really should take that to, to heart, that that is, that is what happens. Uh, that number, obviously, those numbers are going to grow. At this point, we're, what, two, a month and some change removed from that? 950,000 people watched the season premiere on October 31st with 2.6 million, 2.06 million tuning in on the official premiere day date a day later. Whew. And then some people, 171,000 completed the entire season on November 1st when it premiered. <clears throat> don't do that. That's not how TV works. That's not, don't watch TV like that. I disagree with anybody that says, Oh, binge, binge, binge. That's not how it works. Uh, we, you know, with all these streaming services coming out, we're going to have to start getting some Nielsen numbers. Netflix only announces them when it uh, makes them look good. The Irishman, I believe, they announced yesterday, as this episode is a week late, announced that they got 26.4 million viewers. The Irishman views. 
excuse me, 17.1 million unique viewers in the U.S. in the first five days of streaming release. But 26.4 million accounts watched The Irishman in its first week. That's the official number that came out yesterday. 26.4 million people sat down and said, I'm going to watch The Irishman. Which is amazing numbers. I wonder, you know, for the Billboard charts, if you listen to an album for, I think it's like a thousand streams, a thousand streams, or you have to listen to the first seven songs of an album for it to count for you, for that to be one stream, or you have to listen to seven songs total, I believe. I don't know. I forgot the numbers. Uh, I could easily look this up, but I'm not going to. Listen to seven songs out of, you know, however many. And then it takes a thousand of those to equal one album sale. So I wonder how that translates for the box office for Netflix. I wonder if they look at this and go, okay, 26.4 million. Let's say the average ticket cost is $9, uh, which is not, let's say it's $9. Would that translate to, uh, $2,064,000. Listen, I'm not good at math. I majored in writing. And journalism. Matter. <laughs> Let's move on. YouTube subscriber drops due to inactive accounts. YouTube is on a roll. Today, I believe they announced something about uh, just harshly going after people. Let me see. I, I don't want to get this wrong. YouTube is uh, in a bit of a fickle pickle lately. Uh, Go to the news section, YouTube, YouTube crackdown. YouTube asked the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, to clarify how video creators should comply with COPA ruling. There is a crackling that is coming from this microphone that I can only hear in my left ear. Oh, there's an interview with Mr. Beast on Business Insider, which I'm not a fan of, but I will read it for Mr. Beast. I like Mr. Beast. He's a good YouTuber. Um, I don't follow. I don't subscribe. <laughs> Whatever I get recommended in the video. YouTube uh, Crackdown. Let me just type that in. Uh, nope, I don't see it. I saw something today about YouTube Cracking Down on something. Anyway, YouTube's creators says creators may see subscriber counts drop with purge of defunct accounts. This is from Variety, written by Todd Spangler, my good friend. YouTube is engaging in some year-end cleanup that could result in channels seeing a decrease in subscriber counts. The video giant on Tuesday warned creators that they may see a decrease in subscriber counts on December 3rd as it removes, quote, close accounts from the overall tallies. That I believe that means uh, there Xbox is doing this now too. I don't know if anybody else is doing it, but Microsoft is doing this now for uh, Xbox Live. Um, they are. I just saw uh, uh, something about Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I don't know. As I read it, Microsoft did this. I believe last year, late last year, where they said. If you don't use your account for like seven years, if it hasn't been used for seven years, they're just going to close it, uh, which I think is too short. Um, I'd say that's like that's a that's a whole console cycle and maybe a, some change. I would say maybe three years would be good. 
uh, but they'll close your account for you. So this is what it looks like. This is basically what YouTube is doing. Uh, YouTube is issuing a similar warning. YouTube said if a creator's channels have had closed accounts removed from their subscriber account, they will be reflected in the YouTube analytics dashboard for December 3 and 4 within the next week. Okay. Uh, so there's that. Interesting. Very needs to happen. I mean, it's not like if those people aren't logging in, then though A, those names could be used elsewhere, and B, uh, you know, we're inflating subscriber accounts. We don't need that. All right, let me find this YouTube thing because now this is going to bother me. What is a baby yoga? I mean, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right, Chad. All right, let's find this YouTube thing. I don't see it anywhere. Maybe I was crazy. I just, I'm just, I'm opening stories I have yet to see. <laughs> I just now, I'm just now, I'm just clicking on stories. I <laughs> was like, oh, click. What if this podcast was just me opening things on my uh, on Chrome and nobody could, uh, <laughs> nobody understood. <laughs> nobody, I'm just not even talking. I'm just sitting here reading things. I'm like, oh yeah. It's the parts of the daily where Michael Balboa is responding auditorially, audio, auditorial, auditor, orally, a u i r, orally, <laughs> to uh, to the person who's talking. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I see it. Here we go. YouTube's tougher harassment policy cracks down on hate speech and threats. There you go. That's exactly what I was talking about. This is from Engadget. Check it out. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Check it out. Not going to read it. Opening things up for the next constitutionals, which will be recorded hopefully tomorrow evening. Uh, CBS. This is next CBS news. CBS evening news heads to Washington, D.C. written by CBS news. Uh, Nora O'Donnell. Jesus. God bless it. America guys. This is big. This is big stuff. CBS Evening News is headed back to Washington to a new permanent home. Broadcasting from Washington will give O'Donnell, Nora O'Donnell, the anchor, the the anchor and managing editor of the CBS Evening News and CBS News journalists uh, the opportunity to be at the heart of some biggest issues and stories facing the country right now. The only network evening news broadcast based in Washington, it will leverage its unique location as the nation's capital while uh, in the nation's capital, excuse me, while remaining focused on both national and international stories of interest to Americans. Did I say previous home? I thought it was already there. I'm sorry. I, I meant to say this, the, this is going to be the, uh, it, it's going to be there. Uh, Nora was named the uh, anchor for CBS evening news just this past May. Ratings have been going, trending downwards. I want to use the, I want to use the terms that people know. Uh, people, uh, ratings have been trending downwards, and uh, I think this news is a way for them to uh, pop up the pump up the jams. I believe there was a rating spike when this was announced last week. There was there was a rating spike, and uh, it's good to know that Nora O'Donnell. 
is is doing her best uh, with what she has with CBS Evening News. I wonder who's who's leading the broadcast news game, evening news game. Maybe it might be NBC. Maybe it's ABC News tonight. Maybe they're all not doing too hot. But we know that CBS Evening News was not doing the best. <laughs> so we'll see what this does for the show uh, and and uh, and how Nora can use this to her advantage. I'm excited. Next thing up from The Verge, Genius sues Google over song lyrics. Thank God I chose kind of evergreen stuff. This is from Danny D.L. Deal. From The Verge, Genius sees Google over allegedly stolen song lyrics. Is asking for fifty million from Google and Lyric Fine. So if you go, uh, so if you know Genius, Genius is a website. New York Times secret recordings by J.P. Morgan something. Uh, Genius is a website where you can get lyrics for. It used to be just hip hop, and now you can get lyrics for pretty much any song out there. And, you, and then also, if you hover over the lyrics, then you can get what the what the lyrics mean, stuff like that. But if you just Google, say, 1999 lyrics by Prince. I'm on a Prince kick right now. If you just Google 1999 lyrics, then Google will bring up its own list of lyrics, not on a website, just in the search, uh, from Lyric Find, I believe it's called. Yeah, Lyric Find. Uh, but what Genius is saying is that those lyrics aren't being produced by Google or they're fine, they're being produced by Genius staff. And that Google is just using, is just reading Genius, and then just pasting them up there. Copy and paste. Google displays song lyrics that are provided by partners in response to certain search queries. Genius alleged earlier this year that, in some instances, those lyrics were copied from its website, something it was able to track through a clever watermarking scheme. Genius is now suing over the allegedly lifted lyrics, accusing Google and its uh, lyrics partners, Lyrifine, of breaching its terms of service. The complaint, filed in Brooklyn, New York, on December 3rd, says that Google's behavior not only violates its terms of sur- uh, service agreement, but it profits off the quote ten years and tens of millions and tens and no, oh, yeah, ten years and tens of millions of dollars. Genius had spent to build its blah 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 blah, blah database. <laughs> In addition to the monetary damages, Genius says it is entitled to a permanent injunction against Lyric Fine, prohibiting the continued misappropriation of content from Genius's website, including the licensing of such content to third parties, such as Google. Wow, they're really going for the jugular here, aren't they? Oh, jeez. So this isn't the first time that Genius has said it, uh, that Google's been copying their lyrics. Uh, apparently, they've alleged that this has been happening for years. In June 2019, the Wall Street Journal obtained a letter that Genius wrote to Google in April, warning that it had broken the site's terms of service and that reusing the lyrics violated antitrust law. I definitely remember that. I remember that happening, and I remember that being a big deal. Um, even as a Google boy, you can definitely see that. Uh, one can definitely see that this is uh, this is a uh, this is not. I don't want to say malicious. This isn't. Google uses these algorithms and this AI reading and, uh, and, and, and is able to integrate a lot of systems into its main search. 
Uh, that's why we have, you know, uh, that's why Google doodles, you can, that takes you to a variety of websites on like my Angela's birthday or something, or the anniversary of, uh, the moon landing. Um, and then, you know, or you can do, or the, um, um, the Easter eggs where you type in like do a barrel roll and the, and Google's, uh, that obviously references Star Fox, but it, but Google search engine does a barrel roll. Um, but, but something like this, uh, without giving credit to the creators, even if Google is technically the third party in the situation and they are just partnering with LyricFine, Google is by association and, and LyricFine as well, is not uh, doing its due diligence to, um, what am I trying to say here? Google's the bad guy in this case. <laughs> Now, Google's the bad guy in a lot of cases, but Google's the bad guy, definitely the bad guy in this case, very clearly the bad guy in this case. Uh, genius, uh, especially with especially with them having said this for years, especially with Genius going, hey, Google's been doing this since, you know, 2011, 2010, 2015. You know, I go down and I go back up. That's how years work. Uh, but that watermarking thing really caught them uh, with their pants down. and that, And that's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why uh, the heads of Google stepped down. The two heads of Google stepped down, stepped back, and put Sundar Pichai in, in charge. But uh, this is one of them. Google and Alphabet as a whole. You know, getting a little bit too big for its britches, uh, kind of like what Facebook's doing uh, is is headed uh, or is right now. Um, and uh, it's just not good. You know, I watched the movie The Circle at work, starring Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, Patton Oswalt, Karen Gillian, and uh, John Boyega. And it's truly the director wrote the book that it's based on. Uh, I can see the it's a one. It's like okay, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's really flighty. The movie's really flighty. The dialogue is. Uh, it, it, it 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 goes into an area of uh, did a child write this? <laughs> it doesn't make sense a lot of the time. It's really rushed. Uh, in a sense, I'm saying that this movie is not quality. However, the direction, I, I think the direction was, uh, really enjoyable. He, the director liked to use a lot of swinging camera motions and I refuse to look up his name. <laughs> He's a white man. I refused, uh, the, the guy, the director used to, used, uh, a swing. He did the spectacular now, I believe. Um, and I think he wrote it maybe, but he used a lot of swinging stuff and he stayed with characters and there's a lot of, uh, and, and, and the, and the story is truly fascinating. It's something that Facebook is really headed to today, like where they're just getting, you know, uh, maybe we should vote, uh, using Facebook. Maybe I'm just ruining the end of the movie, but who really gives a crap? Uh, we should vote using Facebook. Uh, we should all wear cameras and, 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 uh, people can watch us. Two million people can watch us every single day, uh, doing whatever. You only have three minutes to use the bathroom because uh, you're using the camera. Um, cause you're wearing a camera. So, uh, this is kind of, you know, Google and alphabet, Alphabet is Google's parent company that was created. You know, it's really funny because <laughs> Alphabet was created because Google was getting too big. And uh, apparently, I think on the stock exchange, they needed something like they needed. There's two alphabets on the stock exchange and they're both they're both, you know, the Google Alphabet. Uh, but Alphabet is a parent company. And so they created the umbrella company Alphabet to house Waze, Google and all of the other stuff, uh, which now includes Nest, I assume. Uh, but like all the other stuff that, that, that Google once owned. Um, and then, and then you, and now you're hearing stories of, well, maybe alphabet's too big. Maybe we should break it up. Like that's how, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. 
All right, let's move on because I do have a story to tell. Last one, podcast can win Pulitzers. This comes from Engadget again, Christine Fisher. Uh, this is a fascinating article. Podcasts like S-Town, Serial, and Believed aren't just enthralling. They're also great examples of hard-hitting and deaf reporting. Now, that sentence, great. I disagree with, I think, S-Town. S-Town is, by the end of it, I was tired. And actually, I think it's S-Town. I've only listened to Serial and S-Town. Oh, and Missing Richard Simmons, which is truly the bottom of the barrel uh, for, for those types of podcasts. I have met so many women who listen to, to audio journalism mystery podcasts. I put quotes around all those and they love them. And it takes so much of me. I think a bird just flew by the window. I think there's somebody outside listening to a live taping of this crappy show. <laughs> there's not that many subscribers. <laughs> um, but I listen, but I've met, I've met so many women in the past couple of weeks that, that uh, that like those, and uh, they're wrong. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it, it's just like those are the only ones they talk. They only listen to. And there's so many great versions of pod. You know, there's too many podcasts now. Uh, I've actually did. I actually did a purge last week of a few shows. I'm about to purge some more, like Dax Shepard show. <laughs> I only listen to it when uh when he gets people that I enjoy. That's every so often. Anyway, to recognize the best of that work, the Pulitzer Board is uh, launching an experimental category to honor it. Oh, that was all a quote. (laughs) I just skipped over an entire quote. Yeah, so there's going to be a Pulitzer Prize for uh, audio podcasting. Uh, so it's only going to be for shows that were submitted and aired during 2019. Uh, sh- oh, I'm about to name a bunch of shows that I do not know. I don't care. Uh, shows that shows that aired in 2019 that are those mystery audio journalism podcasts. Yeah, I think this is a good move. Um, yeah, I, I do. I think this is a good move. This is a good move. Podcasts do need to be recognized, and uh, it needs to be gatekeep it, gatekeep it. <laughs> it needs to be gatekept because idiots like me shouldn't be able to start a podcast. You don't want to sit there and watch somebody talk or listen to somebody talk. Washington Post, something about William Barr, Inspector General. All right, hey, let's uh, let's do a story. So. <laughs> So last week, so this is a, I'm recording this on a week after it's supposed to air. So it'll probably go up today, hopefully. And uh, th- I, so I, so I'm, so I'm recording this on my, and I'm have a day off. I have, I have to take a bunch of days off for work. So I have a day off cause they don't accrue, which sucks. So I have a day off this week. Oh my God. Week of Christmas. Oof. And the week of new year's. I, so I have one, let me just real quick. I am working. I'm not working a full day of work until basically the second week of January. So I haven't done, I haven't worked a full week of work since late October. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Late October because a lot of November I was, or a couple of days in November, I was not at work. And then the week of Thanksgiving, I wasn't, I don't even think I was there. I was, I was there for like uh, one, two days, two days. Uh, so anyway, so I'm now forced to take all this time off. 
And I had a, I had a day off last week on Thursday, and I'd been getting emails from this uh, casting agency that I'd used before to be an extra. And they were sending around uh, emails for to be an extra for uh, Boomer. Oof, I don't know if I should have said that. I didn't sign an NDA, so who cares? Uh, for Boomerang on. <laughs> I signed an NDA last time I did it. So whatever, Boomerang season two. And I was supposed to be a, uh, a, a, a church goer. I am really deciding if I should tell the story or not, but who cares? No one's in the show. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be a church goer for, um, for, for uh, some type of uh, scene. I'm not going to see, I was about to say something. So I was going to be a church goer for the scene and there were going to be, uh, I would say a little around, uh, 80 people, maybe 60. Now there's a lot of people. It was definitely a gym, a basically a gym, a, a gym fool's worth, gym fool's worth. I right, let's, let's, let's say 80 people. Let's say there were, there are going to be 80 people, uh, being extras in this show. Now I'm going to preface this story. It's not a story. Uh, when you are an extra, you are nobody. You're the lowest of the low. You're lower than PAs. All right. And you got to understand that. And that is a thing, uh, haven't I've, I've worked in the industry for, you know, five years now. Yeah. Five years uh, next month, five years now. Um, and I mean, truly you're, you're nothing, you're nobody. And this should not come as a surprise to anyone. Uh, even if you haven't heard, you know, if like, if I, if I went to uh, work at a textiles factory and I was, just, I was on, and I was a new, new hire, and I was an office assistant. I would be the lowest person on the rung there. Even people who've worked, who work in the factory, people who are in the office, I would be the lowest person on the, on the uh, rung there. God, I hope that does not happen to me. <laughs> I, hope, I hope my career keeps going up on television. Because, <laughs> boy, that would probably die. <laughs> So I went to, so I'm, so I'm going to, I'm going to, they we're we're going to be at a church in uh, South Atlanta. Um, so I drive to the pickup point and they take us over and obviously, you know, you're not going to be the only extra there, uh, but you don't know how, how large the scene is going to be. So they take us to a little church after they take us from the drop up, drop, drop off point, pickup point. And we're checking all this stuff. And when you when you're actually you got to check in, you got to do all this stuff. You have to you have to bring your own clothes. Make sure that there's no logos. Make sure it's appropriate. We're supposed to be extras in a church scene. It was a dream sequence. Who gives a crap? It was a dream sequence. I was I just tried to stop myself. It was a dream sequence. Uh, but you were churchy, but you had to look like you're about to go to the club too. So it had to be like, uh, I don't know, get down casual, get down casual. Yeah, I like that. Get down casual <laughs> or church, church, get down. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, truly a lot of the people that uh, were there, I don't know why I'm whispering. A lot of people there were dressed like they were just going to a club and nothing looked like, like if I can see women, if I can see your labia, <laughs> you're going to, <laughs> you are going to the club. Uh, dudes, if your pants were down to your ankles, <laughs> And I could see your prostate. <laughs> You're going to the club. What kind of club has a prostate? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> oh, this is why I don't have any subscribers. I got a few. Not enough. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> anyway, and this is, you know, I still do this for a portfolio, so <laughs> let's keep it clean. 
Uh, so, so you, so you are, you're again, you're an extra, you're nobody. You may, you, you are the last to eat. You get, uh, you get crafty. Crafty is, you know, snacks and stuff, but it's going to be, you know, they're just going to pop open boxes and that's pretty much going to be it. Why is Firefox emailing me? They're just going to pop over boxes, pop open boxes. Like you're going to get, you know, some cheese doodles that everybody has to share. (laughs) Like that's what happens, you know, water and stuff. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were sitting there uh, waiting for the crew to finish eating, so we could go uh, grab our food from a different, you know, from a different side of the, <laughs> the thing. They had they had way great food. We had you know food, uh, and um, there was a guy who was. And I'm sitting. I don't. I didn't bring anything uh, because when you're when you're at these things, you can bring stuff. You're gonna be sitting there for a long, 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 long time. And uh, you bring a book. You bring you know so headphones for music. Uh, your computer. However. When you go shoot a scene, you can't bring any of that stuff with you. You can't you uh, you can't text, which I don't text. Um, I, I I messed up and I texted a couple of times, but no one called me on it. But uh, you can't text, and and uh, and, I, and you and you gotta leave your bag in the area. So uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, so don't bring anything important. So I got oh, just move the couch, the futon. So I just brought my phone, and I had. For some reason, I have Judd Apatow's book "Sick in the Head" downloaded <laughs> to my phone. I do. I know. I know. I had it. I know. I owned it. I don't know why it's downloaded to my phone. So I started. So I just said, "Hey, better, better late than never." Uh, knocked out a couple of chapters, but while I was reading, there was a guy who was getting water, and the catering guy. I'm not taking any sides. The catering guy was pouring water inside of the vestibule. So all you heard was. Like just, just like uh, over, and people were talking. So it was just a bunch of black people in one room, just yelling at each other, <laughs> and a gym yelling at each other. Uh, and it's so a one guy, huge, huge muscular guy. He was an extra, and then the guy uh, for catering was just like this short little fat dude pouring water. Uh, all you heard was, "Hey man, hey, no!" And and everybody just stopped talking and simultaneously looked over at this table uh, where this guy, the big guy, is just. He's like, nah, man, nah, man, just like yelling at the, and then the other guy's just barking back. Uh, eventually, uh, oh, and then and then the guy who's who's the catering, he basically he turned to the uh, PAs. It was like, hey, hey, uh, we're gonna need a situation. <laughs> was, I made him look telling every guy. Uh, so so uh, so one guy, one person goes to get security, which obviously is a set, so they have security, and then every all the PAs and. Uh, a bunch of grips, which is this is what grips are for. Grips are for, are people who do like lighting and they uh, help set up cameras and stages and all that stuff. Um, and they they do all the they do all the heavy lifting essentially. Uh, and these grips, they just ran over there to just separate them. And again, it was still quiet. So so they separated them. Uh, a couple, uh, I think a producer or a PA took the the bigger guy back. Uh, the muscular guy back into a separate room to talk to him. And then the, then the other guy was separated and, uh, and then they, everybody got talking to, uh, as security came in, who was like, I think it was a cop, a couple of cops. They escorted the big guy out and they stopped right behind me (laughs) so that I could hear every last word of what happened. So apparently the, uh, muscular guy had his cup, his cup, he was filling up a cup of water and got knocked out of the hand by the catering guy. And, um, Catering guy apparently said, "I'm again not taking sides. Uh, you're an extra. You're nobody." 
which I don't understand. I don't know why. Uh, and uh, and so what they did was the catering guy stayed because they they need him. <laughs> you know, they only have like what two or three of those people. Uh, I don't even think they had. I think they only had two of those people, two of those guys. Uh, so so he basically he essentially stayed. I don't know if he got in trouble. And again, he's just hired by you know the the production company. Plus they were on like their second to last day of shooting, so it really didn't matter. <laughs> Uh, even if he did, you know, get in trouble or something like that. And then the bigger extra guy, he was uh, sent home. <laughs> That's just what happens. Uh, but, to, but to his credit, to the muscular guy's credit, there was a woman uh, sitting at a table next to me who I heard the entire day. I got there at 2.30 and we left at, I got in bed at like 11.30. So 11 o'clock. We left at like 11 p.m. And uh, I heard her, let's say, all nine hours I was there. <laughs> All nine hours I was there, I heard this woman, and <laughs> so loud, just so loud. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything else. Um, but she was very loud, and uh, she she said uh, that that catering guy, that particular catering person, was rude to her earlier. Uh, so maybe that guy was just had a chip on his shoulder. So who knows? Uh, but again, you're. You are an extra. You are a guest on the set. Uh, everybody has been, again, I'm not taking sides, but everybody has been there for more than one day working. Uh, they're tired. They're, and yeah, and, uh, let, me, let me say this. Uh, when you're shooting a scene, and if uh, and a producer or an assistant director, I think the assistant director was directing us, but the assistant director is telling you to be quiet. <laughs> Just be quiet. Do what they say. The people in front of me... Uh, I guarantee if you watch this scene, you can see them talking the entire time because we were on camera uh, for where I was sitting. We were on camera for, I would I would say, maybe 80, 70 percent of it, 78 percent of it. And uh, the, the couple in front of me would not shut the crap up. And it was like and I thought I kept thinking I like to myself, producers, producers, they're talking. <laughs> Do you not see that on camera? Like you can. And and it wasn't just like, you know, words every so often it was the entire time they would not stop talking like full volume talking and 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 the and the guy and they would turn to each other and like do like hand gestures and talk and stuff and i was just thinking like if i was a producer i would say separate (laughs) shut up separate (laughs) and move them um but yeah like it was just a group of people just uh 80 again 80 people just you know uh really not helping themselves (laughs) And eventually I can see the AD getting, you know, pissed off around when we, we started, let's say, so we were there at two 30 and then let's say we, we had to eat first and then we started shooting around, I would say maybe seven o'clock, seven 30. So about five hours we were just sitting there. Uh, again, I only had my phone and I had, and I can't use data because Google Fi is going to charge me up the wazoo. Uh, and so it was just me like sitting and watching a lot of people, (laughs) which is fun. And so basically we started shooting around seven o'clock, seven thirty, seven thirty. Let's say seven thirty to be safe. Moving people over there, moving a gaggle of people. Like and we weren't driving over there. We we were in they dropped the uh, the church we were in the church's gym. Uh so we were within spitting distance of the church. So we walked over there, we all got to choose our own seats. Uh, they and then they separate they did like dazzly people, like people who are dressed in more brighter colors were sat near, you know, people in darker colors. I was in like a jean jacket and a uh, what was I in? A dark sweater, I believe. No, 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 I didn't wear a sweater with that. 
a jean jacket and oh a pullover i was wearing a pullover uh so i look like i could i look like a i could go to church uh the young woman next to me uh she was uh she looked uh wonderful <laughs> i did not say a word to her <laughs> except in the scene where it was uh they were like since we're in a church they're like uh tell your neighbor this tell your neighbor that and uh that's the only time i talked to her <laughs> Anywho, zers. Um, so yeah. Oh, so then at one point the AD was telling people to be like, like we were, we were so close to being finished, and they were just getting the last couple of shots. Uh, and this is like the, and you know, this is after we were shuffled in there and we shot for like two hours, and then we're shuffled back out for about fifteen minutes. Then we were then, so they can move the camera and the crane and all that stuff, and then we moved back in, and then we were, and then a bunch of people were just not used <laughs> like a bunch of people like, or like real crammed in one spot. Then like a bunch of people were just like in the back and not used at all. Um, and so, uh, the AD was, uh, at one point we were so close to being done, like 20 minutes from being done. And the AD, it was just getting, it was getting loud in there and you have to be quiet, especially when you're actually, yeah, cause you're nobody. Uh, again, you're nobody, you're extras. And the AD just, and it was just getting so loud in the church. And the AD said, uh, assistant director, that's what I, that, that's what AD stands for. Assistant director said, uh, something along the lines, if you guys just be quiet, then we will get out of here sooner. I know you're tired. We're almost done. Just be quiet. And like, she like basically reiterated being quiet. And uh, it only got slightly quieter, but the but a woman behind me go uh, said, uh, "That's not fair." If <laughs> I don't know, I'm doing the accent. I can do the accent. She said, "That's not fair." If we were actors, she wouldn't be talking to us like this. And uh, that's and this is where this is where this part of the you know this is where this episode uh, came into mind. You don't need you are an extra. You're nobody. You're again. You're a guest on this set. Uh, if someone tells you to be quiet, be quiet. If they say move, move. It shouldn't. I understand that you may have this, you know, you may want this to be something. You may want this to be a career uh, and more power to you. Um, how, or are you, or you're just doing this as a side gig or you see yourself as that serious Daniel day Lewis, <laughs> you know, you're Daniel day Lewis in your mind. You're uh, Brad Pitt. You're um, uh, Saoirse Ronan. I watched, I watched late night with Seth Myers this morning. Uh, it's so stupid. Um, is it late night with Seth Myers or a late show? It's late night. You're, let me name some people of color. Constance will no Jennifer Lopez. She was nominated for Golden Globes. Uh, probably the only person of color nominated for anything in the Golden Globes this year. We'll get to that in this week's episode of the constitutionals. Uh, the next one. The next episode, not next week's. Um, but yeah, so you're, you may think that. You may think you are this A-lister, but you are on the Z-list. You don't even register. Your name is more than likely not going to be in the credits. <laughs> Probably, and I don't even know if you can use extra on your IMDb. Do I even have one? Would I have? No, because I've only produced news. Whatever. How? Well, I mean, I did. I was on the dating show. <laughs> Just keep bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, simpler times. 
I wasn't simple. I graduated college then. And then the the guy, so the guys next to me at uh, when we were eating dinner, I said, I didn't say a word to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to sit there and read my book. The guy next to me, the guys next to me were talking about doing extra work. And one guy, I think it was his first time, but the guy next to me had done it a couple of times. And then I, re- I remember him saying something about, um, he knows a guy, he met a guy that they, people treat it as their full-time job, which, which I did. That is too much for me. Cause as an extra, you, you have these weird call times. You could go in, you could go in at a, uh, a preferable time, like, you know, nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, or you can go in at two thirty, uh, three thirty, as, as late as possible. Uh, but if you get in those later shifts, you, you're probably going to be there till 10, 11, 1 AM, 2 AM, 10, 11 PM or 1 AM or 2 AM. <laughs> Uh, cause you, cause you're, cause once you sign up, you know, you're not, not contracted, but you're going, you could, it could be a 12 hour day cause that's how movies and television work. And so he said, uh, one the, you know, he knew a guy that had, he was, he's been doing it for five years and he was coming up on 120 of those or no, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. I think it was like 160. Uh, cause I, cause I remember doing the math and going, I don't know how you pay rent with that, <laughs> but, uh, see $75 for eight hours, which is good. Uh, which is really, you know, I, I'll, I'll take it actually. I was, it was my day off too. So I got paid, uh, my regular salary. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know, at the, at the rate of this, uh, uh, cold weather is snapping in and out and it's, it can pay for my electricity. So he said, and then that guy said it was his 44th. Um, but I mean, you're coming in with these, you're coming at these odd times. You're the, you're nobody. And you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I said earlier that some people might try to buoy this into a, a real gig. Um, there's a show called extras with Ricky Gervais that I don't think was on HBO. I don't think they, turned it into acting gigs. I'm, again, I've only seen a couple episodes. Uh, you know, that was years ago. That was like a decade ago. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, I, you know, there's, <laughs> okay. Unless you know the PAs, the right PAs, the producers, the directors, the actors and the actors will talk to you. They're not going to, they're, I mean, <laughs> you know, they're, no one thinks they're better than you, but unless you know those people, unless you know the, and I'm talking about the important people, I'm not talking about the PA that, uh, like I was a PA on that Fox show and I knew with the other PAs, but I didn't know I wasn't friends with the producers. <laughs> um, then you're not, then this is not going to be a lucrative position for you because I can, I can continue to get, the offers for extra work because I, because I fit a mold in Atlanta. They need, you know, young black men and a lot of these things, but it's not going to, it's not going to turn into anything. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you know, it's kind of (laughs) like running a comedy website (laughs) and not, uh, quote unquote networking. It just doesn't make sense to continue doing as as a type of as a as a full time gig. And I'm not knocking anybody down. It's just 
it doesn't like you can you can do 160 of these a year it's not going to be for the same show it's not going to be for the same people because some people those people are going to be from LA and they're and the only people that they want to take with them are starting at the PAs and then or or and then going up they're not like they're not going to they're not going to go oh this extra uh he he does good work so I'm going to I'm going to bring I'm going to fly him to or I'm going to ask the production company to fly him to L.A. so he can act in this other scene so he can act so he can be in this other scene, because that's that's just that's an impossible thing. They're not going to take this day player. This is not day player. They're not going to take this seventy five dollar a day person. Who's probably who's, you know, not worth the risk. Let's just say that. So if you think doing extra work is going to be a lucrative position for you, think again. Hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, seabloodscomedy.com, where you can see interviews and other good things, mostly interviews. You can follow us. Oh, if you want to see a video version of this show, head on over to youtube.com slash seabloodscomedy to see me sitting at my desk in all my glory in my $25 Hawks Jersey. When I did that uh, thing with um, the China Robinson when I was shooting the video um, for young women, I got uh, at at the Hawks game. They were selling these vintage sweatshirts for twenty five dollars. They were selling a black one and a red one, and the black one had different type font on it. And uh, I had to I had to jump on it. This is a very good sweatshirt for twenty five bucks. I don't even have a lot. Of, I don't even. I don't even have. Yeah, I have like two other sweatshirts, and they're both from high school. So this is great. Great thing to own. And wear it looks so. It makes me look so cool in my jean jacket. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, and then you can also see News Time, which is a weekly news show that I I missed a week last week, and I had to put it out this week. Uh, it's like the Daily Show, except way less funny and with entertainment news. I was going to say this week's episode, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C plus comedy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe. <laughs> Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Do that. And tell your friends about the show. And that's it. All right. I'll see you in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs>